Welcome to KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew, starring Jack all up in your face. I'm Paul, that's Drew, that's not Jack. This is the show where we talk about things from last week and the things that may happen next week, and yes, it's very weak. It's known as the show where non-interesting people never try to act interesting. We're the other show, where everything is made up and the points don't matter. You can join the experiment by calling or texting us at 913-735-0060. We welcome your participation. We broadcast live every Thursday night at 7 p.m. You can listen at 100.3 FM on your radio dial or streaming on the Listen to My Radio app. Plus, you can watch all the action on Facebook Live on our page. Hi, Facebook. But it's easier just to go to kctkradio.com and click Listen Live. You can watch all the past adventures on YouTube, either YouTube Live or at the KCTK Radio channel whenever you want. But that's not all. The program is offered to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbeam, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Himalaya, Pandora, Overcast, Stitcher, Instagram. You can even have Alexa ask my pod to play KCTK Radio or anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Welcome to the program. Yay! I'm glad everyone is here. I'm glad uh, that uh, we are here. We have a very special program. We're going to talk about... um, uh, We have a very special interview with uh, the author of Unknown America, uh, Michael Hart, and uh, that interview will be coming a little bit later. But, of course, we have all of our different uh, segments as well. We have news from the Droosh. We have sports. We have the very popular Y guy, and also a story created by local news that will make me go out of my mind. But uh, you don't care about any of that. You just want to know about the guy who uh, is here, the guy I get to introduce every week, the guy that makes it all happen. Here he is, the Droosh. Hi, Drew. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the Droosh, a.k.a. Femur, a.k.a. Tibia. Oh, He's yeah, a, we're getting a little anatomy lesson. Is that a bone? Those are bones. All right. Yeah. Excellent. It's hollow. It's October, so I feel like having a little little bones yeah. in there. Little, yeah. Now, I, that just reminds me of kind of a little housekeeping. Uh-huh. We probably won't do the show next week, right? It's Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming that our friend Quinn will be out there trick-or-treating. She will Is that be right? as a little lamb. She... Now she'll. You've already got her costume, yeah, right? Yeah, she's going to be a lamb. Okay. Yep. 
And you've already put it on her. I have not put it on her personally. My wife has. I'm not going to be the one that says that that picture is because of me. Yeah, but I saw one where she had a little lamb thing out and she was crying a lot. Yeah, she wasn't thrilled about putting it on. She was having a bad day that day. Mm, poor Molars. little girl. Now, do you think she'll be okay for um, for Halloween? I hope so. She's going to my dad's. Then she's mm. going to see her great-grandmother. And then she's going to go see her her grandparents. So I hope she's doing well. So... Am I right that we're not gonna have, we're probably gonna do a live show, will we? Probably not, because I got I got obligations. Yeah, you'll be going around torturing your daughter. Right now, she even old enough to eat candy. Yeah, I guess she no, we'll be eating the candy. Me and my wife will take huh. care of that. It's not a big deal. So, uh, what do you think is probably the scariest episode we've ever done? The scariest episode? Yeah, the first one. Okay, then we'll play <laughs> that next week for okay. folks who are who want to listen to us. It was pretty scary. Uh, speaking of scary, how's everything going with you? I was living life, man. Had an interview this week. Um, I had an not- interview with Michael Hart, which will be coming up later. <laughs> no, I'm probably not going to take it. Oh, a job interview. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't pay enough to drive that far. Oh. Yeah. And um, I w- can't do the show. Can you walk? I won't be able to go to the show. I won't be able to do the show hmm. if I do take the job. Now, hold on. It may be a good job. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what, what's the job what was it entail working at staples oh yes i've used staples before yeah who has um, it look at this no i don't have a staple on anywhere but on my what would you be doing um i'd be doing printing and marketing which is basically a glorified title i'd be printing stuff that's about cool it. that's awesome and helping old people and they have to do it on thursday night yeah i have to work from tuesday to friday 2 30 to 9 30 and okay. then on Saturdays, I couldn't come to breakfast because it'd be 9 to 5, so nobody would ever see me. Mm. Now, now, let's not rule this out all the way. Uh, <laughs> My wife especially is kind of... Uh, she's she's all for it, I would imagine. No, she's not. Now, where is it located? It's in Overland Park. Oh, like, oh P-K-S. Like, deep in Overland Park. Okay. Deep. You, Getting you, all deep-like. All deep up in it. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, other than that, I got an interview next week, and hopefully I get to have lunch with somebody on Tuesday, because it's right next to their work. Cool. This guy right here. Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Oh, and, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. place. I okay. got an interview there, and I'm excited, and I really hope I get it. Yeah, well, I'm busy. Oh, you're busy that day? Yeah. So I'm no lunch. Totally busy that day. I think day. that that is mean, because we could totally be lunch bros. Yeah, but guess what? What? Are you queer? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It has nothing to do with anything. It just it's a fun little noise. So anyway, I guess if I get that job, we could totally have lunch once a week on oh, Thursdays. Yeah, I'm busy that day because <laughs> I'm prepared for the show all day oh, on Thursday. Right. You know, I go into it. my office. I ask my assistant to not ha- have any call. Hold all calls is what I say. And then, have you ever seen Minority Report? I have different screens around. <laughs> And I Actually, kinda... I'm, I'm more of picturing you as Michael Scott mm-hmm. and doing the whole post-it note thing when it's not real, and he just likes getting interrupted and make him look like a big shot. Like, no, no, t- I, I'm too busy. Call them, tell yeah. them to call me later. I'm just doing a bunch of stuff yeah. to create this program. I don't know why. I, I picture you more as Michael Scott for hmm. some reason. Yeah. That hurts my feelings a little bit. How? Although He's like the best boss ever. Although it's very true. I When that show first... Um, when that first show first came out, I was in charge of an office. Oh, yeah? And I went out to the people, 
oh man you got to see the show it's so <laughs> hilarious it's this boss he thinks he's really funny and uh, he doesn't understand why people don't laugh at oh wait and i hung my head and went to my office and shut it yeah because i identified just a little bit too much but um on a lighter note oh um, okay. so i got my oil change last weekend oh that's great and i found out one of my old bosses uh-huh. passed away how is that a lighter note uh because they want me to come back there oh so, man i don't know we'll because see. he's dead yeah what did he say um he, i didn't know you're sick he'll come back at the <laughs> over my dead body <laughs> oh see i didn't have the right he'll come back over my dead body is that the same one <laughs> yeah i just did better timing <laughs> so he died yeah i had no idea i knew the guy for 10 years and what how was his funeral i don't know i didn't go they Jeez. had it in Burlington, Kansas. I don't even know where that is. Huh. So. Wow. It's pretty weird here at Melrose Place. <laughs> tell you what. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you this, but nobody really gives a hell about I know. your friend that died. They I only know. care about the news of the Druze. <laughs> so take it away. All right, Paul. I promised you this news story, so we're going to cover it. A new study says there could be a surprising consequence to losing weight later in life. Ooh, okay. Okay. So being overweight is linked to many health problems. You know, you had cancer. And shedding wow. some pounds is often presented as the best way to avoid them, no matter your age. Yeah. But it's not quite that simple, Paul. So hold that dial. Uh, yeah, you are pretty fat, Paul. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, according to a study... <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> um, as uh, BMJ, which is body weight or whatever the hell, uh, examines <laughs> <laughs> examines the link between changes in body weight and the risk of premature death. Researchers found the association between weight gain and mortality weakens as you get older, and losing weight in middle age or late adulthood may heighten the risk of premature death, particularly when it comes to heart disease. Which is funny because if so you're running... Minute. So it says if you lose weight, you may die sooner? Yeah. Huh. Which is funny because if you're, if you're working out, yeah, shouldn't your heart be pumping out all that cholesterol and everything? So it should be helping you, and instead it's not. Well, I kind of like where you're going with this one because now I shouldn't lose weight since I'm so old is what you're saying. I think you should stay the way you are. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, yeah, but you're pretty fat and everything, though. Don't I wouldn't say you're that. fat. I would say that you are... Pleasantly plump. Yeah, he's a bad ass. Hey, I got a question for you, Drew. Yeah, what's up? If he when he dies because he's such a fat ass, are you gonna go to his funeral or just forget like you did your friend? <laughs> um, I'm planning on being there. I'm gonna have. I think the, he hung up. I'm writing a speech for your funeral. Oh, you are. I'm gonna write a speech. Paul, so Phil's not the one who's gonna be giving the eulogy. I'll do it. Really? Funny man style. Okay. You really think so, huh? Is that inappropriate? <laughs> You, you really think you could pull that off? I think I could. Okay. All right. Then we're going to go ahead and, uh, folks, you're getting a sneak preview. Here it is, Paul's funeral. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here to celebrate a spark, mm. a spirit like in our lives that got us to smile when we were feeling down. Ooh, I like that. And that's how my speech is going to go. Now, Paul would like me to tell you that he lived life to the fullest, mm -hmm. but yes. he didn't. What? But you know what he did, though? He took the easy route. Uh -huh. Got a family. 
and he just settled down and lived and loved his girls above all else. Above being famous, above being a great comedian in the world of comedy, he didn't do these things, okay? He decided to be a great father and a husband and a politician. So that's the biggest joke of them all. <laughs> so I'd like you all to rise and let's give a moment of silence to Paul, Vincent Lavoda. Hey, I was ready to hate that, but that was pretty good. <laughs> it was accurate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> except for the good husband and good father part. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, we got to make up lies. Everybody does it. Okay. <laughs> and then you say, I love the girls. Yeah. You love your. You're gonna say that in front of my wife? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna come say on. It. I'm gonna oh. say it. I got oh, to. Oh, 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 my daughters. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking something completely different. <laughs> okay. All right. That's. Um, if you have a uh, a eulogy for me, give me a call nine one three seven three five zero zero six zero. Fifth we welcome call- your participation. Uh, fifth caller can uh, you know basically the fifth caller. Um, I say Paul Bear. Okay, you're Paul. You win a, being a Paul Bear. You get to speak after Drew. Yeah. Or do you, wanna, you, you want to? I want to open, open it up. I'm going to be the host the whole okay, time. Okay, and yeah. then and then you'll take over the podcast right. with Drew. Right. Once I'm dead. That's fine. Yeah. Um, whoever that person is, I hope you're up to the task because this is no easy thing. Okay. I okay. like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. So, uh, thanks so much for that. I appreciate you're welcome. that. Um, we have uh, so many, just our regular features. That was a quick news of the Druish. It was just... I mean, it's pretty I, cut and clear. I yeah. mean, apparently if you lose weight... And I'm going to die. You're going to die. Don't worry. I won't lose weight. You should start oh, losing weight at 30, I guess. Yeah. So let's uh, move quickly to our sports report. Take me out to the ball game. It's time for the KCTK Week Review Sports Report with your sports fanatic Jack all up in your face. Hello, sports fans. I'm your host, Jack, and welcome to the KCTK Sports Update. Got a couple things to go over here because we got some big news on the sports scene. Firstly, not sure if you heard, but the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup champion. But that is not all. <laughs> the women's uh, U.S. soccer team won the Women's World Cup. Yay! Why does it sound different? But then again, <laughs> that is not all. Oh. St. Louis Cardinals have no shot at winning the World uh, <laughs> Series. Yay! All right. So yeah. make sure to remember all three of these every week, and I'll keep you updated. This has been the KCTK Sports News Update. Thank you for tuning in. Back to you, Paul. Suck it, St. Louis. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. It was different, but no, I like it. It was the part. same. I didn't expect that. It was all the same, really. <laughs> the St. Louis Cardinals have no chance of winning the World Series. They don't. Yeah, nobody's watching. Did you know that uh, apparently ratings for baseballs drop down? Really? Yeah. Nobody wants why. to see Houston or them win. I whoever else. Well, is it Yankees? Who are the who's? No, playing? it's it's uh, DC, Washington DC Nationals, oh, okay. and the Houston Astros. Okay, so Houston's like the third or fourth biggest city in the country, yeah. right? And yeah. then DC hasn't had a World Series. Oh, they have. Team. Oh, okay. Since. Like 1930-something. Oh, wow. So you'd think that'd be a big one, but... Uh-huh, but I guess not. Like ours. Like, I thought ours was a big deal. What did, What was the ratings for when the Royals were in it? Uh, I know that a lot of people watched. 
Mm-hmm. I know that I, they, I wasn't hearing on the radio that ratings were down. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. Interesting. But uh, now, it, this last year, I feel like baseball's dropped off for some reason. It really has. It's hasn't not it? the first time I've heard that on the radio this mm-hmm. year that ratings have well, gone down. Well, here's what's weird: it's dropped off in your lifetime. It yeah. used to. I mean, that was America's pastime. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then just football has just overtaken everything. I mean, it's not even that. I mean, there's other sports out there. I mean, people watch other stuff. Too, besides, I guess the NBA has really grown too, and yeah. I, I, don't, I don't follow, I don't follow it at the NBA. all. No, I don't follow yeah. that. I feel like that's just honestly, I'd rather watch college ball. If I'm going to watch basketball, I'd be college. Yeah, but is it because of where you live, there's not an NBA team? Is not that- even that. I feel like the NBA has just become this. It's a pageantry, mm-hmm. and I feel like it just shows wealth way too much. Like football, you know, you know, those guys are getting rich, but I don't feel like it's thrown in my face as much as it is in basketball. Interesting. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think basketball is such a stupid game. Also, I've never been a fan it. of LeBron James. I just don't see the point. What? How never dare you? A, I know. He's the I know. Of all he's time. really he's great. I'm not gonna sit here and say he's not. I just I don't know. I just never eh. Yeah. Eh. So uh we have a new segment. All right. And I'm not sure if we're gonna continue this, but I'm kinda wanting your opinion on um this is called uh the Kelly Report. Oh, okay. Hi, I think that you probably got my previous message. Hi, this is your covering Kelly. I'm just letting you know that um, my process is filed to versus the American Bar Association uh, is going to start on Monday. And uh, the pro se litigants, if I uh, happen to obtain representation between um, the time that I filed suit and the time that the uh, decisions has has been made. Um, I'm gonna have to figure out whether or not I want to accept that representation. <laughs> and um, in the meantime, I just uh, wanted to let to let you know that I was thinking about you and your family. And uh, so another minute. That's totally uh, completely <laughs> seems to be completely fine with me. I think at this point. Um, and so. Um, I'll be filing suit uh, on Monday versus the American Bar Association, and um, you can go ahead and opt out of that suit. It's going on for a long time, isn't it? What the uh, hell is this? Who is this? Not then. Quiet. I made the cuckoo um, noise too loud, I think. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be made. Um, my next step is to see, to see uh, Elizabeth, uh, a.k.a. Elizabeth Warren. And, what the um, hell is this woman talking about? I'll tell you. Who the hell so, is Kelly? <laughs> Yes, I definitely recommend a an Ed Benedict. That's what I intend to do. So, see how far I can get. Okay, take care. That's the Kelly Report, only on KCTK Radio's Week Review. Um, Kelly? Every week, if you know, I know we're I know we try to have fun, but that's so. I mean, that's telling us what's going on in the world, and it's good that we have that. I have her turn down, turn down her uh, cuckoo clock a little bit next time. The hell? Who the hell is Kelly? That's our news reporter, dude. Didn't you get all the news? I guess she mentioned she's Elizabeth- suit against the the American Bar Association, right? And Elizabeth Warren. Oh, why? 
I, you didn't listen to this. I, I couldn't hear, hear most of it because of the cuckoo clock. I'll play it again. <laughs> I don't want to listen to it again, please. You have failed this city. <laughs> no, that's okay. I won't do that. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun what so What a nightmare. <laughs> we've had a lot of fun so far, but... Um, do you know that person? <laughs> that's, our, that's our news reporter. She's in the field. Huh. You yeah. don't like it. I don't know. I don't know what to think. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I really don't know what to say, man. It's just like, it was so random, and I couldn't hear most of the things you were saying. Well, don't worry. We'll play it later. Okay, good. Um, so, uh, here comes um, a man who really, a guy who helps us with everything that we need to learn about. Bill Nye? No, it's the Y dude. I wonder why, I wonder why, now it's time to learn why. Today's question comes from Joy. Joy asks, why dude, why does the death of Kurt Cobain upset me so much to the point of crying? He died before I was born, and I don't even listen to Nirvana. Well, Joy, grief is the sadness we feel. When we lose someone or something that we deeply are attached to, it is perfectly normal. It is not surprising that so many people feel at least a short-term spell of sadness or emptiness when a favorite celebrity, artist, or political leader dies. With your grief about Kurt, maybe you're trying too hard to feel connected to the larger community, or you're struggling to figure out what is missing in your own personal life. Now you know. Jeez. Wow, he's a he's uh a, a uh he's what I call a real bummer. <laughs> I wondered why. I wondered why. Now we know why. Jeez, I, feel, I feel like I need to cry a little bit for Kurt. What what do you think's going on with the white dude? I haven't talked to him in a while. It's dark. Edgar Allan Poe kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's some sad stuff. Well, Kurt, rest in peace, brother. Yeah. I listen to Nirvana, and I cry every time. Every time? No, I don't. Why not? Um, Because I didn't know no, him. Uh, okay. Dasani, Modelo, Twix, S.C. Johnson, Orange Grove, <laughs> Swimming Pool, Landslide. Eggplant, General Mills, California. Keep up. Does that clarify the report? No. Because that's an extra report that we had for you, Drew. Um, she talked about cereal. <laughs> General Mills is a cereal. Uh, I don't know what to really think right now. I'm lost. <laughs> So let's let's learn about animals where evolution <laughs> went wrong. Okay. Now, you know, uh, you know about evolution, right? Uh, I know a little bit about it. Why don't you tell folks what it is? Um, when Pokemon evolve, <laughs> mm-hmm. go on. Um, they become bigger or smaller. Okay. Yep, that's evolution. Pokemon. Well, here's some animals that evidently. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Ten animals Ten. whose evolution went wrong. Oh, okay. One, kiwi bird. The kiwi bird is a bird with a large round body and a massive beak. 
It can't fly or climb and can't really defend itself from anything. According to ancient Maori stories, it tastes amazing. <laughs> they are native to New Zealand and were able to survive there due to the island's lack of natural predators. Since then, however, have you seen a kiwi people bird have introduced before? predators like dogs, cats, and ferrets. With their lack of natural defenses, 95% of kiwis born in the wild die before reaching breeding age. Good God. Are they an endangered species? Two, moths of the Saturnidae family. Oh. Adult moths of the Saturnidae family, such as giant silk moths, have no mouths and are doomed to die of starvation. <laughs> what the? Their sole purpose after reaching adulthood is to reproduce and die. To get the energy to mate, the moths use a body fat that was created when they were a caterpillar. And to help them find a mate in their limited time as adults, the female moths release powerful pheromones that males can detect from several miles away. Three. So they never can. They never can eat. That's insane. What? <laughs> okay. So where's your where's your lord now, folks? I mean, <laughs> yeah. That, that's basically what we're trying to tell you here. These have, this is what I call God's failed <laughs> on these things. Are you sure? Because I can guess there's a whole bunch of humans that God's failed on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That'll be our, that should. Should I play the Kelly report again? <laughs> no, please don't. Okay. We've already known that she's failed. So the first is the kiwi bird, which is a delicious bird that can do nothing but right. get eaten. That's terrible. And then the moth that can't eat. And now it's faint. It's, it's only goal in life is to is to is screw. That's yeah. it. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> okay. The next one is fainting goats. Fainting goats. Yeah, that's what I said. When a fainting goat gets startled. Okay, hold on. Back up freeze. on this one. Leave it. Okay. Did you know that these were used... Whenever the military was trying to teach psychic abilities, that they believed that that's that they were able to make goats fall. It's they made a movie about it with George Clooney, really. And the fainting goats were used to show psychic abilities. Huh? Check it out. The moths use a body fat that was created when they were a caterpillar. Yeah, we know that. Three fainting goats. Okay, let's see. When a fainting goat see gets they talk, startled, see they talk about George Clooney, freeze, <laughs> leaving them helpless for up to ten seconds. While they will sometimes fall when their muscles are frozen, they don't actually faint. Oh, okay. It's more like they're paralyzed because they remain conscious the whole time. This behavior is caused by a genetic disorder. At one point, it led the breed to come close to extinction. Fainting goats have even been used by some shepherds as a way to protect their sheep. When a predator tries to attack the flock, the sheep can run away while the predator attacks the paralyzed goat. Wow. Four, That's blue terrible. tongue skink. The blue-tongued skink has stubby little legs that aren't very good at moving its long, fat body. On top of that, its main defense is using its blue tongue to fool other animals into thinking it's venomous. It is not. They are relatively shy in comparison with other lizards and are bred in captivity to be sold as pets. Yeah, the blue skunk... Blue... Skink. Skink, yeah. I think I dated her in college. <laughs> hey, folks! It's a comedy show. Hey, that's what I'm going to use as his quote. At his funeral. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Five, Kakapo. What? would you call me? The Kakapo is a parrot that evolved in a threat-free environment without the need for any defensive strategy. If attacked, it tends to remain motionless or jump on some high branch and throw itself off, even though it cannot fly. It is the world's only flightless parrot and also the heaviest. As a result of its lack of defenses, it is critically endangered. Wow. In fact, there are only about 140 adult kakapos in the world. Most of them are kept on predator-free islands and are closely monitored by conservationists. Wow. Now, you care a lot about animals. I love animals. You I love animals more than I love people. Yeah. You don't want them to be 
extinct. No, right? I think the animals should take over this world and we all should just die. But don't you think those birds are too stupid to live? Yeah. I mean, they're the stupidest Maybe a hundred more ever. years they'll be able to fly. Evolution's I'm, still going on, I know, technically. But look how dumb they are. I mean, they look dumb. Stupid bird. If I saw it, I would just kick it as far as I could. <laughs> and I'd say, won't you fly at me, stupid bird? And that's bird. when Drew punched Paul for kicking a bird. <laughs> and then, then I'd have my funeral. Yeah. Stupid bird. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd kick... I, I'd try to get one of those and then a kiwi, and they'd fight each other. Here's the deal. That'd you kill ass. that cockapoo, and I end up killing you somehow with a fist. Uh-huh. I'm putting it in your casket. Okay. <laughs> guys can live Fair after, after. Just, I just don't want the blue tongue skank in there. No worries. Who doesn't? Pandas. Red pandas. Red, Red pandas, pandas are awesome. Bamboo, despite having the digestive system of a carnivore. I mean, they're just stupid. I, Why did, don't they just go eat a hamburger or something? I mean, I I did a report on them in, oh, in okay. school. And uh, red pandas are not technically pandas. What? <laughs> they're technically raccoons. <laughs> Little fuckers. <laughs> Their carnivorous digestive system means that they can only absorb about a quarter of the nutrients in a bamboo leaf. That is stupid. To compensate for the lack of nutrients, their body has a super slow metabolism and doesn't produce much body heat, which sounds like it could be a problem when you live in the Himalayas. To survive with their poor quality diet, they have to eat a lot of bamboo. Believe it or not, they typically eat over 11 pounds of bamboo every day. Jesus. Wow. That's Seven, why they're called the panda. Komodo dragon. There's st- okay. The, you're okay, right. Hold on. First off, how how is this wrong? This fucking thing could kill anything on the, the planet. Komodo dragon. How is that a wrong? Well, okay, but this before we move on to this one. Yeah, the red panda is pretty stupid. I think they're adorable. I would kick that one too. I think the dragons cute. evolved over many years to be the perfect predator for species animals. of mini elephants native to Indonesia. But since then, that elephant species went extinct. Yeah, stupid. Now Komodo dragons survive by eating almost anything they can find. Deer. From insects to bird eggs Deer and small other. mammals. They will also eat other reptiles, even including other Komodo I mean, come dragons. On, man. That's not their fault. Eight, okay, spider. so Komodo, I want to say Komodo oh, what dragon. What the fuck is an ogre spider? Holy crap. What, what, I mean, that thing just... looks scary as hell. But the Komodo dragon, don't you think that's what dragons were back in, you know, when they... With uh, in myths and everything, where they go it, fight the dragons. My theory, they ran into one of those probably, and I also or think, dinosaur, or or they found dinosaur bones. Were like oh, dragons were here and shit. Or maybe there was really a, still a dinosaur around. Probably was, huh? I mean, okay. they still think that Nessie is a fucking dinosaur yeah, that's alive. Okay, now here comes the stupid spider. Eating almost anything they can find, from insects to bird eggs and small mammals. They will also eat other reptiles, even including other Komodo dragons. So bad for the deer on that island. They'll fucking eat you and Eight, shit. Ogre spiders. I get your ogre. ogre spiders are known for their unusual behavior of throwing their web onto their prey. They're also known for having large eyes and exceptional night vision. However, their eyes have no irises. You're stupid. That means that sunlight destroys their retina every single morning. <laughs> oh Luckily, my god. Their retinas regrow every evening. Nine, what? Chicken. Oh yeah, chicken. I tell Imagine you what, being I. A dinosaur I. Chickens are so stupid, but they're delicious. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's a, I, I'm going to disagree with the chicken thing because of evolution. Don't we eat more chicken than anything else? Yeah. So they basically are a commodity. Yeah. But I still say I still stand by the Komodo dragon. How is that an, an insult to evolution? That thing's badass. I know, but there's not a lot of them. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, okay. but there's a lot of chicken. They figured out a way to... Replicate chickens. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go on chickens. With serrated teeth and huge claws, 
Then millions and millions of years pass, and you're this small, fat, delicious bird. Mm, yeah, they are. Like all modern birds, chickens evolved from a group of dinosaurs known as theropods. In 2003, when scientists found a dinosaur fossil with a blood vessel inside they were able to analyze, they, they found cloned that it. the chicken the was the closest living relative of the infamous T-Rex. Wow, that's sad. 10. Babirusa. The Babirusa is a species of what? wild pig with tusks that grow through the roof of its mouth. The tusks Ow. keep growing throughout the animal's life and sometimes kill it by growing into its brain. Oh, they're stupid. Okay. Luckily Just for Barbarusas, this painful death is often avoided when the tusks get worn down or broken off during fights. That's it? <laughs> they must not taste good. All right, Maybe so not. that's they're evolution. Bony. What are we missing there, you think? Um, I think we're missing the koala. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the possum. Mm-hmm. You said you were saying earlier the Mexicans, but I don't think that was appropriate <laughs> because those are people. I still say let's build that wall. <laughs> <laughs> you knew about this, didn't you? You knew about the stuff. Yeah, a little bit. So, are you worried about the, about something <coughs> going to, going extinct or anything? Like right that? now, what I'm worried about is bees and butterflies. Why is that? Because they pollinate. Mm. Without them, we're going to be screwed. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So anytime I see a bee, I don't kill it. Really? Especially a honeybee. Huh. Yeah. If they're near me, I'm killing it, okay? <laughs> okay. I just, just a fair warning to all the bees out there. <clears throat> Get the hell out of my way. Well, I'm just saying that we're all going to die if they are gone. That's them. That's on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's on us. They need to come find... They need to stay away from me so they can live so we all can live. Like, people get rid okay? of milkweed and the monarch butterfly is also in danger because we also cut down their redwoods. The, That's where they migrate to. The the what? The hey, monarch butterfly? dickweed convention? <laughs> oh, I thought you said dickweed. No, I, I said milkweed. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Gotcha. So... Well, this has really turned into a really informative program. It's Discovery Channel. Yeah, it really has. I mean, we learned about news, sports, um, fat people. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Kelly, who apparently can't just leave a short message. Apparently, she has a lot to say. It's a news, it's a news feature, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but you're into history, right? I love history. Well, our next... Uh, we're going to interview... Uh, a man by the name of Michael Hart, who has Heart of America podcast, and he wrote a book called Unknown America and some of the things that were wrong with history that we teach. Mm. So mm. I think you're going to be fascinated. Okay. But we're going to do that after we take a break. Okay. We'll be back with more of KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew. And Jack is not even here. We'll be right back. Making copies. That's right, with the Xerox. Know what it costs to create, produce, and manage all your company's documents? Know how to cut that cost up to 40%? There's a way to look at it. 
Xerox the Document Company is here to make sure that you have all of your paper needs. From We actually have an expert when it comes to uh, paper copying online. Brent, are you there? I am here. Yeah. Hey, um, we're we're learning we're, we're learning about paper copy. Can you help us with that? Absolutely. But the first thing you have to learn is it's not Xerox. Uh-huh. The actual term for that is simply just photocopy. Okay. Right? It's not Xerox. Okay. So but, hey, the studio's amazing, you're amazing. The the Facebook's amazing. The phone number's amazing. So, you guys are amazing. So instead Greetings of our, from one four nine one nine. So instead of our, our Xerox, where should people go get their copies made? You know what? Whatever they want. Just don't call it a Xerox. <laughs> you got it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Back to you, Drew. That's all of you. Pick up some paper today. Get you your, heard them, folks. <laughs> get your copy done at any goddamn place you want. On 40 Highway, it's not called Xerox. (laughs) Wilmington Trust. Our innovative thinking has grounded a century of experience, which is why families, corporations, and institutions turn to us for their most complex wealth and financial matters. For access to the highest caliber people in the business, visit WilmingtonTrust.com. Renowned throughout the world. Renowned for reason. It's Wilmington. Trust. We're not very exciting, people. We're Wilmington Trust, but we'll take your money, and then you'll make more money with Wilmington. Do it the Wilmington way. On Highway 70 and Highway 40, where they. Summer Road. Where they intersected. It's right there. Yeah. You should go there. Wilmington. Do it. The Wilmington way. Thanks. seven days so you don't have to it's the week review with paul and drew you could join in on the experiment by calling or texting us at 913-735-0060 and welcome back to kctk radio's week review with paul and drew we have a very special guest this evening and i'm very glad that he can join us uh we are joined by Michael Hart, who is the host of The Michael Hart Show, and he is the author of Unknown America, 
the myth and little known oddities about the greatest nation on earth. Uh, you probably have heard him on different TV programs, Laura Ingram, Dennis Miller, Rusty Humphreys, uh, all over the place, but you probably listen to his own podcast there, The Heart of America. And uh, he's written a really interesting book about American history. Um, and uh, thank you for joining the week review, Michael. Absolutely, Paul. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it because, you know, we're, we're going through, um, you know, our what's going on in the world today. And not get too much into that, but everyone believes we've... Wow, this is the worst time of uh, we've ever gone through. Um, but people just don't remember their history, and that's kind of basically what your book is about, right? That, you know, that's correct, Paul. I um, actually have been uh, doing broadcast radio for the better part of fifteen years now, and I'm based out of Birmingham, Alabama. And it was about ten years or so ago I was doing a, a special feature for Black History Month. And I ran across a story related to uh, the story of Rosa Parks. And I found some very inconsistent portions to the story that kind of forced me to investigate it a little bit deeper. And I realized that Rosa Parks, in fact, was not the first woman to refuse to give up a bus seat in Montgomery, Alabama. That was actually a 15-year-old girl by the name of Claudette Colvin. And Claudette now lives in New York. She's still alive. And I spoke to her on a couple of different occasions. And the, the idea got in my head... If the history books got that story wrong, what else have they gotten wrong? Right. And that set me off on a journey that lasted three or four years, pretty much investigating all the American history out there that for one reason or another is woefully incorrect. What What do you – maybe let's talk, start talking about some of those things. What is the biggest thing that you found that people need to know today in your opinion? Well, first off, you, you got to realize that if, if you don't have a grasp on the past of, of American history, a lot of things going on in the political narrative don't make any sense. Even looking at things, and when I say the past, I don't necessarily mean the 1700s or the 1800s. The past is yesterday by definition. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm talking about is anything that has transpired before. Looking at, for example, at the Trump impeachment, and we don't have to get too political with this, yeah. but it helps to understand the impeachment of Bill Clinton. It helps understand the, the attempted impeachment of Richard Nixon and going all the way back to Andrew Johnson, for example. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the makeup of the Supreme Court, whether or not, you know, we're going to have a... Um, additional justices added into the Supreme Court. Well, FDR tried that in the 1930s. It was uh-huh. called the core packing plan. And, you know, you probably know things like this because I understand that your background is in politics. Yep. But there's a lot of things that go on in this country that people, they just don't understand because history, at the end of the day, is cyclical. And we've been to many of these places before. You know, we, we hear about all this outrage from the left and the right and the riotings and Antifa and everything. I don't know how old you are, Paul, but I remember the riots after the Vietnam War, during mm-hmm. the Vietnam War, a very contentious time in American right. history. And so people need to realize that, you know, we've weathered some of these storms before, but in a larger sense, it's just a matter of what is, is taught in the press, in the media, in the history books, and in our curriculums that is, in a lot of cases, incorrect. Some of it is not even remotely life-changing right. or life-altering. But it does so, and the book demonstrates the role of the media and sometimes these history publishers, the roles that they play in crafting a narrative that may or may not be true, even if it's even if it is irrelevant. Well, it, it's it, what's interesting is that 
there's not only a lack of knowledge, it seems as there is a lack of interest, which is scary, yeah. you know, which is even Very scarier scary. than not knowing it. Let me ask you some of these things you have on your website here um, that may just kind of be um, interesting tidbits, and then maybe um, people can check out the book themselves. Um, what portrait of the Declaration of Independence is completely wrong? It's probably that one where they're all signing on the same day, right? That's exactly right. First off, we declared our independence on the, the 2nd of July and not the 4th. And we know that because of a letter John Adams wrote to Abigail. And we're not going to, we don't have to read the letter today. Uh-huh. But the point is, is that, you know, a lot of the people that signed the Declaration of Independence, first off, they were, they were youngsters. You know, Thomas Jefferson was only 39 years old during this period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, now Franklin was much older. But, you know, then again, so many of them were, you know, Nathan Hale and people like this, 18, 19, 20 years old. And so, they, first off, they never gathered all in one place. They would have been arrested, number one. They would have been considered treason, number two. We know for a fact that Jefferson and Franklin say they signed on the 4th. But the signing did not even begin till August 2nd, and some people think didn't end until the end of November. Mm-hmm. So that event could never have taken place. Right. And, the, and most of the artists portray the signers much later in life when they would have been vice presidents or senators or even justices at that period of time. Now, what was the state to have three governors in one day? Is it Missouri? No, it's Colorado, okay. actually. You know, in Colorado, it was... Fraud, corruption, and we see this take place all the time. You have two warring sides, and, you know, one accuses the other of fraud and corruption. He wins the election, and then there's a court case, and that guy gets placed back in. The governor, or sorry, the uh, the, uh, justices in the Supreme Court in Colorado get fed up with it, kick them both out, and install a third governor. (laughs) So in other words, a second governor gets to resign and not go to jail if he agrees to step down within 24 hours, which he does. The third one gets installed. By default, Colorado has three governors in one day. Yeah, talk about um, talk about uh, turmoil. There you go. Now, who oh, really who really invented the airplane? That's actually you know it's it's Gustav Whitehead. And okay. There was newspaper reports in Connecticut, New York, New Hampshire. In fact, some uh, towns in Connecticut actually uh, celebrate Gustav Whitehead Day, where he actually invented an air uh, air machine, an air flying machine, a full year and a half, two years before the Wright brothers ever did. But it didn't get reported. And this is an interesting thing because some historians have speculated that the Wright brothers were given the nod because Whitehead was actually a German immigrant. Now, he was living here, but because he was a German immigrant, you got to consider the times. Mm -hmm. Because he was a German immigrant, they weren't going to give him the nod. Right, right. How about about, uh, uh, the U.S. president that had a dog named Satan? A dog? Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. And how about this just one? This is interesting. The uh, What presidential hopeful wanted John Wayne to be his running mate? You know, it's interesting because there's been a lot of stuff on social media lately about John Wayne and whether or not some of his actions were bigoted or racist. And people ask me all the time, some of the things that I have to get into when I'm talking about Unknown America is I have to defend my resources. Mm-hmm. I learned this when I was on the air, when I was actually interviewing the curator of the John Wayne Museum, which I don't hold it to this, but I'm pretty sure it's in Indiana. Uh-huh. And he was telling me the story of how John Wayne actually wanted J. Edgar Hoover to be his vice presidential running mate. Interesting. Hoover turns him down, so his second choice is John Wayne, mm-hmm. the Duke. 
Very write several several uh, campaign contributions to George Wallace, the governor of Alabama, who was shot in Laurel, Maryland in 72. And in the memo line, he would write, sock him to him, George. And he would write little notes to Wallace, which indicated that Wayne agreed with many of his stances at being mm-hmm. part of the, um, uh, let's just say, hyper-conservative party at right, that time. Right. Or a, a party that was very steeped in bigotry. Well, th- th- all this is really interesting. And... You know, what What I think is important for folks, and just whatever my opinion is, I don't have much of it, but um, no matter where you are in the political spectrum, re- remember that it's, it's, it's media, it's history, other people are writing this. You should dive in yourself and know this stuff, or at least be, uh, I don't know, proud enough to say I don't know everything, and then try to... <laughs> see how these things affect our current day. And that's, is that kind of what you're getting across, I hope? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, Donald Trump calls the, the media fake news. And he, he's got a point. Some mm-hmm. of it absolutely is. And if you look at history, it's not so much a matter, from my perspective, that the media is necessarily in cahoots. As much as, as you point out, they're human beings. They get things wrong. But the very first president that ever complained about the media reporting false stories was Thomas Jefferson. You know, <laughs> there's been that relation, antithetical relationship in fact, I have a speech that I'm just now developing out that I do at uh, universities and whatnot called Call 911. We have a fatality at the intersection of politics and media because it's always been in this very antithetical type of relationship. And so, you know, people, they definitely need to realize that they need to vet everything out that they hear, but that the press does get things wrong sometimes. Yes. And on top of that, I know I'm getting long-winded. No, like Before it. I got into talk radio, that was 15 years ago, I used to teach media skills and media marketing skills and publicity skills to business owners. And that was back when every town had a newspaper, three TV stations. This is pre-CNN, pre-Fox, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But now the competition for ears and eyes is so overwhelming that the media has gotten a little bit more outlandish in the way it reports things just to hold people's attention. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, again, tell us where we can get your book and where we can listen to your podcast. Well, the, the website is heart, H-A-R-T, heartofamerica.net. It's heartofamerica.net. We air pretty much every day of the week. The book can be bought at a discounted version of it. We'll even, we'll even throw in the shipping and handling at theunknownamerica.com, theunknownamerica.com. No shipping, no handling. I'll even nice. throw in a copy of the Constitution for free. Right. Just as my way of saying thanks. All right, and, and everyone should read that as well. So thank you very much, Michael. Really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks for Thanks. having me. There goes Michael Hart of uh, Heart of America Podcast Radio, who wrote an interesting book. Uh, what do you think of his whole theory, Drew, where we need to know history? I think he's right. Um, I feel like we are too much in the dark sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, not being known about some certain things like leads to conspiracy theories when we should just be open yeah and honestly let us all figure out for ourselves if it's wrong or right i I, you know i'm not i i like hearing those little tidbits of Mm -hmm. you know that they all really weren't there during the portrait and for the uh signing of the declaration doesn't change too much of my opinion of things. I mean, John Hancock like only wrote his name big just to be a dick to the king. Yeah. I don't know if it, a lot of people don't think know that either. That's a fun little that's tidbit a, from people that. People seem to know that. Oh, they do? Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. something I learned then. Yeah. So, um, if you have some uh, history that we need to know, give us a call at 913-735-0060. Congratulations, Brent Herrick, for winning. He called and helped us. He's going to be my new host if you die. 
Yeah, he's going to help us. He uh-huh. helped us with one of our live reads. He called in because you said Xerox. I said Xerox. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you were wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. Which is fine. Well, but now he's got to pull out an el- a eulogy and top mine. Yeah. So he can talk after me. He's going to be after you. Well, yeah, I'm the host, so I got to open up. It's like a show. You know, your funeral is going to be a comedy show. Oh. It's also going to be a um, a slam session. Okay. Okay. You cool with being roasted? Sounds good to me. All right, cool. Now, we were talking about history. Here's some historical facts for you. Here, let's hear it. And I, I these are... The mob did kill JFK. Well, these are 50, <laughs> 55 amazing facts about... 44 presidents. Oh, okay. I don't think we'll go through them. We'll just kind of hit some of the the highlights here. Okay. Um, George Washington, known as the father of the country, uh, actually was the father also of the Virginia Hounds. He started that breed. Virginia. Oh, the Virginia Hound. I thought he had like a group that he called the Virginia (laughs) Hounds. Wouldn't that be cool? The Virginia Hounds, our new club. (laughs) Live here at the Grand Old Opera. Here come the Virginia Hounds. And we are going to have prostitutes and drinking. Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, You know, John Adams, he signed a congressional act creating the United States Marine Band. He was a hell of a lawyer. He sure was. Now, uh, Thomas Jefferson, he offered to sell his personal library to the Library of Congress, but um, because he had the biggest book collection at the time. That's awesome. You know about James Madison, right? Um, no. He and his Mrs. Dolly were crazy for ice cream. They Who had an ice house built on the grounds of their estate so they could enjoy ice cream all the time. Who's your favorite president? My favorite president? Mm-hmm. Teddy Roosevelt. Okay, let's see what he had. Let's, let's, well, they're in order, so I'm going <laughs> to just, uh, we'll just remember that. I like that. the dude because, one, he fought in a war with the Rough Riders. He wrestled a bear, and he created the National Park so, uh, uh, Program. The, the, he wrestling a bear sounds like some of the made-up shit. Probably. It was a poster, yeah. but I thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, he did fight in a war. He sure awesome, did. As a president. He sure did. So. Now, Abraham Lincoln found his look of his famous beard. He was known for a fairly unkept appearance. One reporter referred to him as a thatch of wild Republican hair. Hmm. Hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find here in my list. He's what I think Thoreau would look like. Really? You think? I don't. I, I know I've seen a picture of Henry David Thoreau, but I feel like he would have an Abraham. Uh, what beard. about Thoreau? Oh, the also, actual president. I was talking about the poet, but yeah, yeah I, I, was, okay. I am too. Oh, okay, Thoreau. Cool. Um, also, you know the things. They're they're a little kind of a magazine. Mm-hmm. And you open them up, and they have superheroes in them. What are they called? They're called comic books. Okay. Comic books. Okay, you're using com, com, com books. Comic books. Com, com books. Comic books. You're there, saying, Mac. I okay. said it correctly. Com, com books. Uh, for his official White House portrait, Theodore Roosevelt chose the frame French portrait, who uh, a, an artist who had earlier done the portrait of the First Lady. It was difficult to get the president to sit still, he said. I never had a more restless, more charming sitter. Is that Teddy? Is that yeah. what you said? Okay. That makes sense. He was always energetic. Uh, so now we're in the 20th century here. How about, uh, do you know anything about Taft? 
Um, no, I another reason I like Teddy is because he just stuck it to Rockefeller. Ooh. <clears throat> First gay president. Cool. <laughs> um, William Taft was the first one to throw a pitch at baseball's opening day. Oh, okay. Um, Woodrow Wilson is among the U.S. presidents known for the love of golf. Now, if you were listening, if you ever listen to Michael Hart's podcast, he'll tell you how terrible Woodrow Wilson was. How he set up very bad things for our. Country. I always thought that he looked like a dweeb and didn't belong in the presidency. I don't know why he just he just always looked like just some weird dude. I was I, like, how's that guy president? I've I've just out of interest, I've um, read a lot of presidential biographies. Uh huh. Is he interesting? Washington, Adams, Lincoln, Jefferson, Truman, of course, Kennedy. Clinton, uh, Nixon. Uh huh. I read Wilson. He's a dick. Yeah. Okay. He looked like a racist dude, too. Yes. <laughs> He's a real asshole. Yeah. Sorry, Woody Woo. <laughs> okay. Woody Woo. Um, Warren G. Harding. Uh, he loved playing poker and had a weekly po- poker game. So a gambling addiction. I feel mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Calvin Coolidge. Uh, he died on the 4th of July. Oh. I didn't know he was sick. <laughs> Uh, uh, Harrison died only a day after being president, right? Three months. Three yeah. months? Was it three months? Yeah. After after he left office, Herbert Hoover wrote a book, a number of books. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah. You should read his biography. He was maybe the greatest guy, him and Lincoln. He was pretty cool. I think his wife was gay. Uh, he He married Eleanor, who was like a third cousin. And guess who gave away... Eleanor, because her dad was um, passed away at the wedding. His dad? <laughs> it was her uncle, President Theodore Roosevelt. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. fun. I forget. The, I was. I don't know why. I've always think forget they're distant relatives. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. Now uh, Harry Truman met his wife when they were in fifth grade, but they didn't get married until their mid thirties. Weirdo. Okay. Weirdo. Um. Oh, sorry. John F. Kennedy. He lived off his family's fortune, and he donated all of his congressional and presidential salary to what charity, you think? PETA. Nope, the (laughs) United Negro College Fund and Boy Scouts of America. So you benefited from that. Oh, good. I'm on Kennedy money for molestations and stuff. That's great. (laughs) Uh, Lyndon Johnson had two beagles named named him and her. What? Come on, man. Like, that's a stupid... That's dumb. Uh, Richard Nixon uh, played uh, the violin, clarinet, and piano. Oh, that's cool. Gerald Ford attended the University of Michigan and was a star football player. Gerald Ford dead today at the age of 83. <laughs> he turned down offers to play the Detroit, in the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Huh. Jimmy Carter? Smiling Jimmy Carter. He sold the presidential yacht when he was in office. What an idiot. Yeah. Ronald Reagan. He was kind of stupid, wasn't he? His, right? Am I wrong? He wasn't a very good president. I didn't think so. Um, his last acting role, he was a villain. He was in The the Killers in 1964. Who's this, Reagan? Uh-huh. Oh. He liked jelly beans. <laughs> George H.W. Bush. You know what he did, right? Um, Started the Iraqi War. Uh, he he no he and his wife uh, were married just over two years after they met, and they died within months of each other. 
their 73-year marriage is longest of any first couple. I don't think it's true anymore because the Carters beat them. Oh, okay. Bill Clinton enjoyed crossword puzzles. Oh, me and him got something in common. I could sit down, have a cup of coffee with Bill, and we could do crossword puzzles. George W. Bush ran the Houston Marathon in 1993. And he paints. Barack Obama... I'm looking at this thing. I'm reading it. They're showing a picture of Obama playing basketball. His love of basketball is well documented during his presidency. He earned the nickname Barry Obama because of his all the tough shots he was known to take. Have you ever seen a footage of him? Mm-mm. Okay, now keep in mind. I'm saying this as a person who really uh, admires Barack Obama. He stinks at basketball. basketball. Yeah, that's why he's in politics. <laughs> I'm telling you what. I don't care. Who he was. If he's under the under, under my goal, he's getting some elbows. That's what happens. And then you get taken away by Secret Service <laughs> for hurting the president. Better get out of my way then. In my, in my lane. I um, bet you, though, I wonder if any Secret Service guys actually play basketball with him. I'm sure they did, and they had to let him win. Oh, you're so good I at don't this. Feel like, see, I don't feel like that's right. Regardless of what kind of station you're in, mm-hmm. you either lose or you win. I agree. Okay? Fairly. Agree. I'm not going to let you win just because you're somebody. If you're playing basketball against me, even though I said earlier I hate it, you're losing. Right. And right. I'm terrible at basketball. You hear so. that, LeBron? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, our current president is is um, Donald Trump. Here's his stuff. Uh, He's his, a liar and cheat. <laughs> of his many commercial products, Donald Trump put his name on Tour de Trump. It was a bike race. Supposed to be the answer to the Tour de France. Fucking Jesus. Also, man. he's a big piece of shit. <laughs> okay. So that is. It's weird. It's also a person that takes it from Putin. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. So, so another th- gay president. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. So that is uh, presidential history. I hope that. Uh, you know, in, one of those presidents addition, had to be gay, right? Well, that's what. Uh, uh, Michael Hart was saying that one of them was gay. I didn't ask who it Which was because I don't oh, care. Okay. Well, and just by by just pure, curious, just yeah. by pure um, statistics, right? Oh, okay. One of them had to be gay. Yeah, I mean, and they all come from times where that was unheard of. Nowadays, if like we elected a gay president, it's not a big deal. Back right. then, it was like considered a crime and all this other right. shit. Right. So that's fair. And yeah, I bet you there were. There's no way there wasn't. I it's probably more than one. Oh yeah. yeah. Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was an asshole. He was. Well, from what you tell me, he's an asshole. I shouldn't agree because I don't know. I read the book. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and take another break. We'll be right back with more KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew and Jack's all up in your face. We'll be right back. A remarkable setting has inspired a diverse vision. Tucked away in the rolling hills of central Alabama, the soft whispers of yellow branch plantations, peaceful elegance and breathtaking vistas beckon a more refined taste for special occasions and getaways. If you have to lighten up your marriage and you need to have a wedding or just to get away from the kids and the bustling life and you need to get away from your family and you want to go there, go to Yellow Branch. A revamped 
plantation owned back in the day by slaves has now been used for hotels and fun times. There's also a pool. And if you really want to, you can go on the tour that shows our great and dark past and shows you that Alabama isn't the greatest place on earth. It's kind of shitty. So come on down to Yellow Branch in Alabama where possibly you're going to learn a few things and cry. But have a great time at Yellow Branch Plantation. Win Dixie. Yes, whenever you need food, you need to go get it and get it good at Win Dixie. Next time you're at the plantation and you need food, go down south to Win Dixie. My Aunt Emma's cure all crushed garlic and Lineburger cheese in a sock tied around her neck is where I felt better and I got it at Win Dixie. Winn-Dixie has everything that you need. It has the dry goods. It has ice. It has soda pop. It also has some other vittles. Everything you need is at Winn-Dixie, the place for food. On Highway 66. Next to Milgram's. Welcome back to a KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew. Another fun-filled... Uh, we could get some other live reads. I don't know. Oh. I feel like maybe we should branch out and make our own. Okay. Maybe next time. All right, we'll do that. Yeah. It took a lot of work. Um, so, anyway. Anyway, folks. Uh, yeah, it's been a fun-filled episode. We it's been have, educational. Thing it right. really has. We've got the news report from Kelly. We've got sports from Jack. Conspiracy theories Conspi- from that one guy, and then a bunch of history that we need to learn. Right, and then one and, of the two, and then <laughs> animals, animals that shouldn't have been. Um, what's going on out there? I don't know. I'm down here with you. <laughs> what? The? Gilly, come here, Gilly. Look at Gilly and uh, Blue are kind of running around the studio, making a little bit more noise than they normally do. I think they heard about the the animals. Yeah, and they also heard that Yellow Branch sounds like a terrible place to go. Yeah. <laughs> I think they heard me talking about kicking animals, and they got scared. Yeah, they were probably worried you're going to kick a kiwi bird. And <laughs> yeah, I, I would never do that to them. You would never do that to kiwi bird? Oh, I would to a kiwi bird. <laughs> I would kick it as hard as I could. It'd be fun. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> I'm just kidding, okay? Facebook Live, I'm just kidding. Good Lord. Wow, look at those comments. <laughs> Paul, you should be ashamed of yourself from Cat22. If you really want to be a, a animal kicker, maybe you should kick your own ass. It's weird, man. Wow, they're really upset. You know what's going to happen now? What? Uh, it, It's going to be on the local news. <laughs> yeah, only on Channel 18. That's the only time you're going to find only it. Only on Channel 18. <laughs> Local podcaster gets grief online after he said he would kick a kiwi bird as far <laughs> as he could. He kicked it so far, he got drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Only! 
you're never on channel 18. You'll never be as good as Cole Quit. <laughs> I know. I won't. I'm sorry, folks. But no one cares about that. They care about real news, not fake news. They care about real news. News from the Drush. Here he is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to talk about some murder. We're about to talk about. Let's keep it going with the educational. 500-year-old skeletons of a woman and child discovered in the Tower of London. You know about the discovered? Tower of London. Discovered? in the walls. Oh, Jesus. They Good. were put into the walls. What about the smell? <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so you know about the Tower of London, right? It's been yeah. known, It's known throughout history as a place of torture. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So um, the fortress, which is nearly 1,000 years old, is infamous as a former prison and site of execution for, th- for those found guilty of treason. Two of the six wives of King Henry VIII, Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard, are beheaded in the tower complex. Oh, wow. In a blog post, Alfred Hawkins, historic building's curator, uh, oversees the Tower of London, explained that the skeletons of the unknown woman and child were uh, uncovered earlier this year. Archaeologists spotted them when they were excavating outside the entrance of the tower's chapel of St. Peter and Vukula. In where? Vincula. Vincula. Hmm. Uh, the excavation, which was part of a project to improve access to the chapel, found the remains of a woman who was aged between 35 to 45 uh, at the time of her death and the skeleton of a seven-year-old child. These remains were found lying on their backs facing up. Oh, my. And were aligned with their feet facing east, explained Hawkins in a blog post. Due to the presence of coffin nails... And the positioning of the skeletons, it is thought that the adult female oh, was in- buried within a coffin. Oh, they were in a coffin. Okay. While it is likely the child was simply wrapped in a blanket mm. prior to being buried. Um, the skeletons, which are thought to have been buried between 1450 to 1550, were in, uh, interred without burial goods and there were no signs of violent deaths. They so, had to have been someone famous, right? Yeah, they had to be somebody. Um, analysis of the bones, however, showed that both the woman and child endured difficult lives. Both skeletons show signs of illness, and the adult shows signs of chronic uh, back pain. Their growth shows not... Isn't it amazing they can figure that right, out? Right, it's it's nuts. Um, I I mean, I know the show Bones is over-exaggerating or whatever, but I feel like I learned a lot from just like... If that's really how they uh, operate, that's crazy. You said Bones. <laughs> I did, I said Bones. Um... Anyway, their growth shows not a comfortable life, but one which is typical of the period in which they lived. Well, maybe they were part of the royal family and they were... Maybe they were a mistress. Yeah, there was some some type of secret. Yeah. Either they were ill or something like that. Something like that. So put into a coffin and then a wall. Pretty great. Wow. Now, do you know or does it say when London Tower was built? Uh, No, it doesn't. I mean, I could look at... So it was does. it was it was it put in there when it was built or were they put it in there later? Um, it d- doesn't say, um, but it's a thousand years old, so yeah. probably. And I wonder if I also wonder if it was a secret. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wonder if they put it in there as a secret or that's just kind of what they did. Or maybe they died of natural causes and uh, somebody was afraid about yeah. catching them with them, and I don't know. Well, I can tell you this, folks: if you think. That you're going to be able to hide a dead body <laughs> without the Druze finding out. 
Trust me, you will, because I also have another one in Florida. Yeah, the Florida one. How about the one where the the guy's body was found when they remodeled the house? In the basement. Yeah. Thanks, contractor. Yeah. So, Um, yeah. So, and then the guy who tried to save his family from a burning house, and instead it turns out he was the one that said it. What about the guy that um, was missing, but he drove his car into the pond? Yeah. Let me tell you something, folks. (laughs) If you think you can get away with this stuff, you've never met the Droosh. That's right. I am Batman. (laughs) Behind a microphone. Just like, <laughs> but like a thousand or a hundred years, at, at, at least 50. Yeah. Years later. We yeah. will find you. I will find you and the story that links to this proof. Yes. I will find you. And I will find Jimmy Hoffa. You will, He's huh? somewhere. Or he's been put into a bucket of acid. I don't know. I wasn't there. Well, so. you will. You'll know someday. I, yeah. I believe. But in this you. is all going to be on our new show on Channel Eighteen, <laughs> only Channel Eighteen. So here is here. Our last thing that we're going to do is a is a news story. All right, let's see it. And is it irk you? Yes, because <laughs> it is. It is such the typical creating outrage on the local news. Oh yeah. So people can either say, I can't believe they did that, or I can't believe people are making a big deal about that. But if you watch this carefully, it was all created by the news people. Okay. Okay. So here we go. A News 12 exclusive. The national retailer, Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay. A News 12 exclusive. This is out of uh, Westchester. Okay. It's an exclusive. Did you catch that? Yeah. Exclusive. Channel 12. So they're the ones that did it. A News 12 exclusive. The national retailer, Bed Bath & Beyond, pulls a product after we asked questions. Mm, yeah, that product is we a black questions. jack-o'-lantern. It's really causing some controversy. The black jack-o'-lantern. News 12, Sabrina Franza has more. A controversial Halloween display that has some <laughs> Nyack residents asking black pumpkin or blackface. They are pumpkins. Black pumpkins. Idiots. That's all there is. Local... Okay. Thank you. Finally, somebody says it. And, and don't you feel good oh, that it was an African American yes, who said thank that? Thank you. She's like, who gives a shit? It's right. a fucking pumpkin. Well, you know who gives a shit? <laughs> News Twelve. <laughs> That's who gives a shit. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Wow. Watch. Just watch more. NAACP director Wilbur Aldridge saying it shows a quote extreme lack of sensitivity. I think that they did the right thing, but I also think that they're entitled. To the way that they feel. And what? with this reaction, the law firm decided to take those pumpkins down less than 48 hours after setting them out on the porch. We understand that. Okay, so it didn't explain this very well. And I don't know if there's a cut in there, but this law firm, it looks like a little house. It's yeah. probably just a small town law firm. They have these pumpkins out, okay? <laughs> and now the law firm has taken them down less than 48 hours. <laughs> and look at this poor lady. She's trying to explain herself. It's just a pumpkin. Right. She's just trying. She's like, well, okay, well, it happens if I paint it green. Is that green face? Yes. <laughs> Watch this poor lawyer. Less than 48 hours after setting them out on the porch. We understand that uh, someone uh, complained about them. And so once we got word of that, we immediately um, took them down. Mary Marzola says the pumpkins personalized with the names of each partner at the Furick, Nugent, and McCarthy law firm were never meant to offend anybody. We represent people of all uh, colors and faiths and 
from from we, KKK. What would law never firm? do anything to exclude anyone from any? This community. poor lady. Her associate Alex okay. Shaw says he never thought. Okay, so this poor lady. You want to describe what she looks like a little bit? She's a uh, middle-aged, probably 50-year-old woman. Yeah. White woman. White woman, blonde hair. Yeah. Okay, but they're bringing out the associate, okay? He's black. (laughs) (laughs) And about maybe 30. Let's hear what the the associate, who is of color. Twice about the jack-o'-lanterns. It is just not something that I took offense to personally. Uh, Is that guy black? No. He it, from a distance it looked like it. I apologize, but no, he my is guess Middle is he, yeah he he's either Middle Eastern or mm-hmm. um what they call it, East Asian like yeah, a, yeah Pakistani that. or mm-hmm. um apart from the stands, India maybe maybe he has lineage to the stands mm-hmm. who knows but guess what he's got a little more color than the other lady yeah. so we need to trot him out <laughs> we need to trot him out right so he can say if it's bad or not right um, but since it did offend somebody from took proactive so uh tell me what what did you think of this racial thing <laughs> so are you a racist <laughs> i feel so sorry for these people i literally would just look at the camera like i didn't think it was that <laughs> offensive so well, sorry i know but you would you would stammer because because if you offended someone, you'd feel bad about it. You don't want, you wouldn't want that uh, bad feeling towards the community. And also, you were worried that they're on your porch talking about your law firm. You, you know? know what else he could have told them? Well, here's a way to get out of it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a little tip. Yeah, you paint it black, right. and then you use glow in the dark white paint, and then it glows in the dark, and now it's just a bunch of smiling face. So then, how is it black face? Instead, it's a ghost. It, it, folks, it's black. It is. It is. It's a just black, a stupid pumpkin. It's Who so gives stupid. a shit? So stupid. Decorations. God. Didn't raise flags at the store where they were purchased. Oh wait. If you go into Bed Bath and Beyond, you don't. Think Let's go back be to this. Oh good, material. Bed Bath and Beyond's now racist. Yeah. So let's not forget. So Bed, Bath, now, and now racist. they're wondering. Now they're wondering why Bed Bath and Beyond sold them in the first place. Moved, both attorneys are left wondering why the decorations didn't raise flags at the store where they were purchased. See the voice that they have of <laughs> matter of fact indignation of how racist Bed Bath and Beyond are for having pumpkins. If you go into Bed Bath and Beyond, you don't think they're going to be selling offensive materials beyond <laughs> you bought them, lady. saying that any offense was unintentional and that they've immediately removed the pumpkins from sale we can discuss this have a dialogue about it the store says they took action <laughs> after we reached out to them but would not tell us if they'd received any other complaints it's a fucking Inaya, pumpkin. sabrina franza news 12 it's a pumpkin my god i'm seriously i th- this is technology this, should be simple shut up would it be racist if i just look like a gorilla too like fuck. yes it would be on that but here's the thing there there is so many things we need to do when it comes to improving race relations in this country so many things don't worry we're gonna start with pumpkins but this pumpkin thing, because the news wants to make a big deal, they feel bad. The African American lady says it's no big deal. It's what a are you pumpkin. doing? <laughs> and, and, and how offensive it is to African Americans who who were basically saying, "Oh, you're you're going to be offended by that because you're you can't handle your emotions." That they're like, "How about our, how about fair pay and good schools? Can we do that?" Right. There's an idea, man. 
less discrimination would be right. great. <laughs> right, that'd be great. Also, we'll trade off. You can keep those pumpkins. <laughs> Uh, but here's the other thing, too. Who bought the stupid pumpkins? Who bought those Here, ugly pumpkins? My question is, who the fuck called the news and was like, oh, my God, they have these black pumpkins? It it could have been someone who just took a picture on social media and was, like, you know, laughing about it or something like that. People are so goddamn sensitive. It's you know? ridiculous. But it, it, would I have been offended if it had... Spaghetti coming out of its mouth and a meatball. Would that be offensive? Well, that'd be a little different. That'd be a little different. Number one, because that's actually pointing towards a race. Yeah, and number two, you're not in a you're not a minority. Right, you're you're not a minority. You're right. You're right. I'm white, so here if the if the if the front of it was black and the rest of it was Uh, what color orange, orange? then it'd be blackface. Yes, but the whole thing's (sighs) black. Anyway, I, I hate that I even had to sit through that. Yeah, I'm I, sorry that you had to. I as want well. someone. I want someone, because I can't think of a person I've ever met in my life who would agree with either side of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who would think it's a big deal? Yeah, but also, I mean, why are you buying them in the first place? They're stupid looking. Why don't you just make a pumpkin yourself? Why? why that's the whole point of Halloween. It's the best part. Right? Are they were they not real pumpkins? I have no idea. Maybe not. How are they if they're gonna, being sold at Bed Bath and Beyond? How they not. how are they going to get smashed later? I don't know. All over the street for the dog to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So anyway, let's just leave it there. Uh, read your history. Oh shit! Don't read, be racist. Don't be racist, and uh, listen to KCTK Radio all the time. And know that evolution has also skipped on people. Yeah. Clearly. So, uh, we're not going to be here next week because we're going to celebrate uh, All Hallows' Eve. Yes. But uh, after that, we'll be back. We do have another special interview coming up with a, with a hypnotist. Oh, shit. It's going to be fun. And Don't uh, we'll- make me take my pants off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't worry about that. We'll have uh, news with the Druze. We'll have the sports report. More more news from with Kelly. And, of course, the Y guy and all of your favorite episodes, I mean, segments. And hopefully next week we'll even teach you a little stuff. No, we won't be here. We're not going to be here next week. Oh, maybe we'll teach you that it's scary to do a first podcast. (laughs) Thanks for joining us (laughs) on KCTK Radio's Week Review with Paul and Drew. And Jack is not here. has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda. If you want more information about this content, then you have some real weirdness going on. You can always check out KCTK Radio on Facebook. Listen to live programs at kctk.radio12345.com. Yes, and that is on the World Wide Web. Thank you.